It's August 26th, 1995, and J.A.R. by Green Day is number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Hello and welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I'm Trav. I'm Quillen. I'm Alec. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Today we'll be talking about J.A.R., a dookie reject that ended up on the Angus soundtrack. J.A.R. spent one week at number one. Here's a clip. Do you have a relationship with this song? Do you remember hearing it on the radio in the 90s? No. No, not really. I don't remember hearing it either. I have really no memory of this song whatsoever. I don't know if I've ever heard the song until in preparation for this episode. I couldn't tell you the first time I heard it because it sounded so much, it sounded so squarely like Green Day, it seemed like I'd always heard it. Hmm. Until I I realized that it was like a non-album B-side and that I probably hadn't heard it, Hmm. if that makes sense. Hmm. To be honest, I'm not totally sure that I'm accurately remembering what it sounds like right now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not meant as a slight. It just means we've listened to a lot of Green Mm -hmm. Day lately. Um, yeah, we've really put in our work with uh, the old Green Days. Yes, the Green Days have Green's have, Day. Yeah, Green's, Green's Day. Day. Yeah, the, um, the Dookies. The Nimrods. because I'm I'm just newly familiar with Insomniac. I think that I I might be imagining an Insomniac song in my head right now as we talk about J A R. But I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> Boy. I know that this is a this so this was a dookie reject. It was a dookie non-album song. Can you imagine this song being thrown onto Insomniac and how great that would have been? Mm. Like plug in JAR into some of the the unnecessary songs on Insomniac and boy, that would have really taken it over the over the top. Agreed. Sure. Definitely. There are some cool things going on in this song. This is a Mike Durnt original which is one thing that seems worth saying. And the, the bass playing is very cool. There's a very prominent um, bass hook, yeah, basically, it's in this awesome. song. awesome. It's basically. so good. Basically. basically. It's so <laughs> good. Uh, did, did any of you feel like it was proto-Blink-182? Is there something about that bass that feels very Blink-182 no. to you? You know, now that you say it, yeah, I could see that. Right, because he's like, I mean, essentially strumming chords, right? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think he's just very fast no, picking, which almost kind no, of sounds you're right. like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm remembering so, what the sort base. of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I I think that's a good point. Now I think this. Go. I'm not. I was gonna. I'm sorry. I'm. I was gonna say. I'm not so sure that uh, Blink One Eighty Two was ever that. That Mark Hoppus was ever that good of a bassist, but it was almost like mm-hmm. maybe maybe the guitar sounded like the guitar playing sounded like the bass playing on JAR. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That it blends in somewhere somehow. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about JAR. The song f-ing slaps. That's my take. This song rules. It's the best Green Day single far and away that we have talked about i don't remember it i uh it was what number one for a week right that's it one week uh but i think it's the best yeah it's been i i I don't know that i would i don't know that i would say that it's my favorite green day song um what's better Good riddance, time of your life. Oh my god! Uh, what's <laughs> the, the string s- section of it? <laughs> what's the song on Dookie that I really like? Cutting Teeth. Uh, oh yeah, that's good. Uh, Cutting Teeth is good. <laughs> teeth. Is, what is it called? That great Green Day song, Cutting Teeth. <laughs> what is it called? Pulling, 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 pulling teeth. teeth. God, Cutting Teeth is a phrase, right? That is right well, yeah, it is. When you're a baby, I've I've botched a lot of song titles <laughs> yeah, in this. Same, hard same. But yeah, everything hurts, Bing. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, Whatever. Everything yeah. hurts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. What's better, everything hurts or cutting teeth? Uh, J A R is awesome. <laughs> Mike Dirnt is awesome on it. Um, Billy Joe's vocal melodies are great. I think Trey Cool kills it. Um. The guitar solo after the bridge is great. Um, simple, but mm. really, uh, mm. really tasteful and uh, nice. Um, I love the ending of the song. Um, yes. Just like the change in yes, the vocal Lord. rhythm and the melody over that bass line is such a nice, subtle, cool way to end the song. I just, yeah, this, I, I just think this song is awesome. Completely amazing. Hmm. Great really really great pop punk song well, let, let me integrate a little bit about lyrics into your discussion of the ending because that's one of the positive things i have to mm. say about this song they're really sweet this song uh was written by mike durnt to honor his friend yeah. jason andrew relva who died at 19 in a car accident um which is something that uh is an ongoing source of sensitivity to me i have maybe a, a fear of car accidents Mm. and i've always really um uh my heart is broken when i hear about especially young people dying in car accidents um this was worked on during dookie it was shelved and then it was released as a single and on the angus soundtrack but uh quillen had mentioned that he really likes the ending i think it's a nice touch that the final lyric is all i want to do is and then it's cut short yes we we don't get to hear the ending of that sentence yeah which is um emotionally resonant Mm -hmm. for sure yeah i yeah i think the lyrics are kind of beautiful i i don't uh I, I've said this before, I don't really pay attention to lyrics uh, very much at all. Um, but reading about them, reading them, you know, reading through the lyrics and reading about um, the history behind them, uh, it, I think it's just a really 
beautiful sentiment in the song and just really touching and sweet, like super, super sweet. Um, I just really respect uh, that element of the song, um, which I rarely feel anything about lyrics of songs. Man, that's great. I wish I would have said my thing first, which is not as nice. Um, the lyrics are like, it's, there's just like a lot of like platitudes about sure, like, sure. gotta live my life, gotta, can't live, can't live fast, <laughs> die young. Like that, like, eh. I, I didn't really feel it all that much. And so just pretend I said that before Quillen said his nice things. <laughs> Quillen's always the, the, the never-ending source of positivity in, in music in this, this podcast. So sorry to bring it down once again. Uh, it's funny to me how negative I can be on this podcast when I, I think, and I think you two would agree, that I'm generally a very positive person. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yes. You're, um, if you're persnickety, if you're prickly on this podcast, you are, I think, generally the most approachable and fun conversationalist. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. I don't think that I put people at ease in the way that that Quillen does. Mm -hmm. The only other note that I made about this was. I, I I felt compelled to explore further the fact that this was written by Mike Durnt. He wrote the lyrics to six other Green Day songs, as far as I can see, although he co-wrote plenty of Green Day songs. But that inspired me to click on his actual name in Wikipedia, and I discovered that Mike Durnt is a stage name. Oh, yeah, Mike Jernt's name is Michael Ryan Pritchard, I, and I thought, his name. This is about the third or fourth time I thought I was making an original joke that it turned out everyone was aware of besides me. He got the name Jernt because that was the name that was the syllable that he said when he played air bass and pretended he was playing bass with his buddies. We, so yeah. throw that in with keep them separated and my hilarious joke about this song being about laundry. <laughs> we we did where, um, we did talk about I think previously the possibility of his name. I think I think it was talked about like maybe coming from his bass tone or something like that. Okay, yeah. that it's an onomatopoeia. I thought that we were totally joking. No, but guys, oh, what yeah. really blew my mind is Trey Cool is also a stage name. <laughs> Trey Cool's actual name is Three Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Trey Anastasio. <laughs> Isn't that the guy from Fish? Something like that? Yeah, the oh, guy yeah. from Fish. <laughs> pretend like you don't know that. <laughs> When I think of the song, I think of the intro and the outro, yep. like beginning and ending, and that's it. And it like everything in between is is great and very nice and things like that. But and it it actually like I think it's a really good song. I mm-hmm. really like it. Um, it's probably my second favorite Green Day song. Mm-hmm. Um, behind uh, she, mm-hmm. I think she's probably the best. But um, and maybe jaded, but um, mm. it's up there. I mean, like this song is just like a really excellent, um, sort of uh, 
West Coast Lookout Records mm-hmm. sounding um, California pop punk song. Well, there's no music video, so I'll skip over that mm-hmm. and talk about the album, which is. I'm sorry, I got the hiccups. This is gonna <laughs> f- up our whole thing here. Um, the Angus soundtrack. I have never seen Angus, nor have I ever listened to the soundtrack. What's your past experience with Angus and, and the Angus soundtrack? I think I've only seen Angus, um, like in pieces. Um, on like, uh, I don't know, maybe like, um, on Comedy Central or like something like that, uh, maybe in like middle school or high school. Um, I never, I, I had never listened to the, to the soundtrack though. I saw, I want to say I saw the movie sometime after it came out and it didn't stick with me. And then I probably watched it about five years ago. And I was really, um, oh man, it's really like a stunning kind of movie. Like it's, it's fun and light and pleasant. And then there are like two or three different moments in the movie that are just like completely emotionally devastating. Um, it's a wonderful movie. Just really great. I can't recommend it enough. I think it's, it's just a really, really nice movie. Um, not life-changing or anything like that, but it, it has the 90s feel to it. It's got an incredible soundtrack. And um, yeah, there are, just, there are a few different moments in it where it just like, man, it just really stuns you and hits you. But it's, it's, it's not like a heavy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, it's very fun and, and light and pleasant and things like that. Trev, I feel like uh, at that time, like when you rewatched it, you said what, like five years ago? Sure. Um, you and a bunch of our like Flint area friends like got really into the soundtrack. Is that true? Oh boy, did we ever! I feel yes. like you and like Tony, yeah, and maybe I feel like even and maybe I'm wrong. Like not a Flint guy, but like I feel like Brent Mosser, um, was someone who was maybe into it. I could be wrong about that. I'm not um, entirely sure about that, but Jerry and I Oh Jerry too, um, yeah. Would Jerry and I <clears throat> would drive to Encore from my house. Encore Records in Ann Arbor. One time, you know, he shows up and, and we like he comes over to my house and we decide to drive down to Encore. We start the Angus soundtrack <laughs> from my house and arrive and park at the end <laughs> of the soundtrack. Awesome. And we decided that we are exactly one Angus soundtrack away from <laughs> Encore Records in Ann Arbor. It was just such, such a great thing. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about the, about the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is, uh, boy, probably. I can't think of a better soundtrack. Um, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums? No, this is better. <laughs> this is better. Um, I Eternal like the Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. No, this is better. Wow, not even close. Almost Famous. You like the Almost Famous soundtrack? I feel like. Eh, no, this is. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even close. Yeah. No one. I. I don't think there's a. a None of those. I come, mean, Bat. They're way. Batman different. Forever is probably <laughs> the closest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have had two pretty good soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about like soundtracks around this era where like they were really like pushing for um. 
the the soundtracks to be pretty good or like single putting tune, cool bands on 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 movies right the single soundtrack was was good too yeah yeah, I think that there was a lot Clueless. of money to be made from soundtracks at this time, which is a big factor. Um, I did read that the the people in charge of assembling this soundtrack were the managers of Green Day and the Muffs. And so there was serious talent behind um, assembling these soundtracks. It wasn't a, a second thought kind of thing. And... Um, because they were lucrative and could play a role in marketing the movie, I think at that time um, a lot of attention was put into them. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you know, the City of Angels soundtrack was huge. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Armageddon soundtrack was mm-hmm. huge. I know what you did last summer, which had a few different covers on it. I had that one and I listened to it a lot. Uh huh. There was a typo negative cover of Summer Breeze. Which, huh. <laughs> for some reason, I thought was cool. It's not. Um, and then, do you remember the Spawn soundtrack? I was, which was just all yeah. collaboration. I was just going to yeah. me- uh, mention that, like rock band and electronic artist collab. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. What? Well, who did the? Was it Filter? Fil- and Crystal like, Method. Crystal Method. I Crystal think. Method yeah. did. Can't you trip tri- like I do? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there was one involving Rage, maybe. That could be There's, okay. Marilyn Manson and the Sneaker Pimps, Corn and the Dust Brothers. Oh, interesting. Butthole Surfers and Moby. Oh, god. <laughs> Prodigy and Tom Morello. Maybe that's oh, what I'm thinking interesting. of. Interesting. Yeah, curious. Uh, also the Crow soundtracks were. I mean, I know. Oh yeah. Uh, like the first one was what super early '90s, but the second one. '94. Oh, oh, not even that early. I think so because it had Big Empty on it. Yeah, uh, and the second one had um, Goldust Woman. I don't remember what whole. year that one came out. Uh, I liked a song on the second Crow soundtrack called "Teething" by Deftones, um, and I've been recently digging trying to find that song, and I it's not on Spotify, and. Uh, I think I like stumbled on a version of it performed live and it sounded like complete trash. It was awful. Uh, um, okay. Which bums me out because I think I'm in a place that I could appreciate some uh, like late nineties Deftones. Um, okay. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk. I was going to add one more soundtrack, which is the cable guy soundtrack. Oh, uh, which had standing outside a broken phone booth with money uh-huh. in the coming up shortly. Cuts. Yeah, um, we had uh, "Leave Me Alone" by Jerry Cantrell, post Alice mm. in Chains. Oh wow! Um, Wait, did Jim Carrey? Did he leave Alice in Chains? No, Lane Staley died. Not that early. Yeah. When did bruh. Lane Staley die? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know, right before Cable Guy came out. No, that's not true. Is it? I don't know. It was, yeah, I mean, I think that was like his kind of response to him. (laughs) That's not true. It wasn't his response, but I mean, like, I don't know. What do you do? Like, he died, and so he put a song on the Cable Guy soundtrack. Um, It also had a Hey Man Nice Shot on it. Uh-huh. Hey, Travis, Lane Staley died right. on April 5th, 2002. 
Get okay out of here. Well, you know, he he just he just uh, became a recluse. Um, who who did cable but did guy heroin. came out in what like ninety six or something like that? Yeah, don't cable guy shame me. <laughs> Um, well, let's talk about what's on this soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, we've got our first taste of ska from the dance, dance hall, hall crashers. crashers. Hornless ska, even. A totally uh-huh. uh, underappreciated style of music, perhaps. Um, so the first song that I have stuff to say about is Kung Fu by Ash. I was not previously familiar with Ash. Maybe you two are. I don't know. But uh, this is the song Kung Fu. It has a, g- a pretty good hit hook. It's a, it's a good song. And uh, a couple things. Th- there are some interesting stories behind this. Um, so there is a soccer player in, who was playing for Manchester United um, in the 90s called Eric Cantona, that was his name. Um, and after he got a red card in a game, a spectator yelled at him, F*** off back to France, you French mother And Eric Cantona's response was to do a jump kick into the stands and kick the guy in the chest. <laughs> this is a spectator. And then continue beating him up. And Ash, um, in this song, which curiously, it's a tribute to Jackie Chan, but on the, um, EQ, the, on the UK 7-inch, they asked Eric Cantona if they could use an image of him, and he sent them a message back saying, I spit on your song. <laughs> <laughs> and he refused to have his image be part of the album artwork. That's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, Most of the Ash stuff is like anime stuff, right? The visual stuff. I think the album, I don't know if... the album art, a lot of it is, I believe. Um, I know exactly two Ash songs, and they're called Kung Fu and Name the Planets. And they are both on the Angus soundtrack, mm. and they are awesome. Mm. And if anybody has anything bad to say about any song on the Angus soundtrack, I'm going to pull the hair out of my head. Because <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's flawless. I don't think I have anything bad to say about any of those songs. Good. All right, Thank well, God. Trev, what are some other standouts to you? Everything, everything. It's such a good, it's such a good album. I mean, you don't even have to really be familiar with Angus to really fully appreciate the soundtrack. It's, it's just such a nice collection of songs. Um, you know, we mentioned the da- Dance Hall Crashers and, and, and Enough with the, the, the Hornless Ska song. Like, that was pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know that, like, Hornless Ska is maybe not full Ska, but still, <laughs> we can appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Suicide Machines, <sighs> dude. Yeah. Destruction by um, definition. It's awesome. Um, Smoking Popes. Let's start with them. 
Yeah, um, I got something to say about this. They were on a lot of soundtracks around this time. I think they were on the Clueless soundtrack too. But they have a song called were "This they? Is Me and You." Yeah, I think so. Wow. I think so. The album "Born to Quit" by Smoking Popes is so excellent and so um, just of its time. Um, just a really easy album to to fall in love with. Um, the song here is called Mrs. Me and You, and it's it's really great. This song, I, I I loved. I think it's a an awesome song. So I um always, I, I've ne- I've never really listened to them, and I always thought that they were like a um, like an emo-y punk band, a la like Jawbreaker, or um like maybe even like Knapsack. Like I kind of figured like maybe they sounded a little like Knapsack. Okay. Um, and so I was surprised at the jangly um kind of like power pop thing of this like it sounded more like Lemonheads than anything else yeah yes and it was awesome yes oh like exactly di- different a little different vocal maybe not as good vocally as Evan Dondo yeah. but um yeah no they're poppier than those bands than than Jawbreaker yeah right oh now, so. yeah, yeah 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 it just kind of sounded like Lemonheads to me it, it was great I really liked this song yeah um Deep Water by Pansy Division excellent um yeah i was surprised by how much this sounded like the feelies yeah oh i thought it sounded like um dead milkman yeah but i mean (laughs) man you're really hitting all my uh sweet spots Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. the riverdale song sounds like pretty much any ramones ballad but i love i love ramones ballads Yeah, I what want did you, you think around. About? I want to be your boyfriend. Um, anything that strikes that balance is is great to me. I was curious. I, I when I listened to the album recently, I was wondering what Alec thought of "Back to You" by the Riverdales. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess it sounds like like you liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it it is basically like the Riverdales are like a Ramones kind of like revivalist band and Uh um like it it was at a time when like the ramones weren't a brand like they are today where like you see a bunch of like you know 50 year old i don't know shop workers or something wearing a ramones t-shirt it's not the same thing as it was you know in 94 95 um for them to like actually be kind of a prominent like influence like that was that was kind of a neat thing like they were actually still active around that time the Goo Goo Dolls song is great too. Dude. 
Last song is arguably the best song on the, on yeah. the soundtrack. It is yeah. a hardcore replacement. Yeah. Uh, kind of. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say rip, but there I mean, like, it sounds like there's a very distinctive Johnny Resnick guitar style, though, that is pretty instantly recognizable. I think in this song, it's just a, a slight like bittersweet coloring that comes from maybe like a mild amount of dissonance. It's dude, in the chords. It's like replacements, but emoed up. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah. we'll have a chance to talk about that formula a little bit more because I know name is yeah. coming up. It is ain't that unusual from a boy named Goo? It is. Yeah, I thought so. It's on That's it. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And a boy named Goo. Whew. Yeah. I, I mean look we'll have a chance to, to talk about it, but that album is great. Um I really quickly I want to get through three more songs on this on this soundtrack because yeah. they're so cool. Uh the last song. Am I Wrong by Love Spit Love. Um, Love Spit Love was a project from Richard Butler from the Psychedelic Furs. You, li- um, you like the song? Oh, it's great. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's one of the highlights of, of the... I, they're all highlights. I don't, I don't really think anything's better than the other because it's so consistently great. But it's cool that somebody from the Psychedelic Furs had a project that, you know, made a song for this album. Um, I wanted to add Funny Face by the Muffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great yeah, song. Yeah, vocal performance is pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you want to look into them a little more. Travis, is the next song the Weezer song that you want yeah, to talk about? Yeah, I mean, we got to talk about the Weezer song. I don't think it's that good of a Weezer song. I've You're decided. Uh, I think it's <laughs> okay. So there's like the the recording on this this soundtrack is not the same one that I'm really familiar with, right? Like there's two versions of know. "You Gave I... Your Love to Me Softly." I don't know anything and, about that. Okay. Uh, this is the only version I've ever heard. So I guess I don't know exactly yeah, what I downloaded. The drums but, sound like uh, trash, and I've always thought that about this any song, uh, any version of this that I've heard. I. Uh, you were Travis. You referred uh to this um I don't remember which episode, but to um us having the rare opportunity to cover some Weezer songs, and uh, I believe this is one of the songs that we covered, and Mm. it was fun to play, and the structure is interesting, I think, and tricky, um, for a simple like, um, pop rock song, um. And I liked it then. I don't like, yeah, I don't like it. I, I, there are parts, there are parts of the song that I like. There are parts of it that I dislike. Um, I think the, the better, way better Pinkerton, uh, B side is, uh, I just threw out the love of my dreams, um, which should have been on this album instead of. Hmm. Well, I completely disagree with you, <laughs> and you are 100% wrong. This song is a minute and 52 seconds. You think it's better than it, I just threw out the love of my dreams? Not even in the same class. Oh, my it God. It rips. Yeah. The song is great. I know. I just threw out the love of my dreams. Totally rips. You're absolutely right. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> so apparently Rivers Cuomo wrote a song called Wanda for the soundtrack, but it was rejected. I'm going to read a quote from Wikipedia. Uh, they were told that it was too much of a strict interpretation of the movie and it was rejected for not sounding enough like what was expected of Weezer at the time. Oh, wow. And according to Wikipedia, that hurt River's feelings. So Wanda oh, is available. My, cry your white tears, Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> Wanda is available on the first um, collection of Rivers Cuomo's demos that's called Alone. Um, it is an acoustic ballad in three. It's very sincere and direct about feeling like a reject. Um, it did sound good to me. I, I, and I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, and I, it's kind of sent me off on a spree of listening to the, the Rivers Cuomo demos because there are three volumes of that alone compilation. Have you all spent any time with that? With... Um, in general with Weezer demos and rejects never was interested none the b-sides that I've listened to of Weezer were called uh Ozma <laughs> <laughs> or the rentals right yeah I haven't no, gone no, back the rentals were cool no I'm gonna, absolutely I'm just the rentals. I'll just Ozma cool, a little right? bit I mean you know come on <laughs> well okay so listening to the demos the the number one thing that I ran into was the demo Blast Off, which was a, a LimeWire download for me back in the day. Yeah. And um it's great. Blast Off is totally wild. It is unhinged. Yeah. It's just like, here's this pop idea I've got. I'm going to go into that with no transition whatsoever. I'm going to do vocoder. I'm going to go into this like weird kind of like shuffle feel. And that is from um, the, the discarded rock opera, Songs from the Black Hole. Mm -hmm. So I realized that between all of those demos records and the Pinkerton Deluxe Edition, you can basically hear Songs from the Black Hole. And uh, if you go on Spotify and you look for songs on, from the Black Hole playlist, you can find a couple different playlists that try to approximate what that rock opera might have been. That, and, uh, that was supposed to be uh, before Pinkerton or after Pinkerton? That was supposed to be before yeah. Pinkerton. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then, you know, things got dark for Rivers and he decided to go the Pinkerton route. But... Um, from what I was listening to, I Travis is making weird facial expressions. <laughs> uh, songs from the Black Hole sounded really fun. And it sounded like Rivers Cuomo doing all of his weirdest things. And it also had a strong, to me, I thought, 
Elephant Six vibe, like mm. like uh, Olivia Tremor Control or mid '90s of Montreal, mm. where there's sort of a concept thing going on, a little bit of a music hall, maybe musical thing going on. Um, there are some tracks that are completely a cappella uh, that cover like plot points about blasting off into space. And this was a, a a record that Rivers Cuomo was kind of envisioning as being a response to fame. And I spent some time in high school, I think, being fascinated with this mythical long-lost album. Mm. And I got back in touch with that feeling and really felt like I would enjoy an official release of exactly how Rivers Cuomo had envisioned this crazy album to be. It sounded pretty fun to me. Number one on the mainstream rock chart is this piece of trash called And Fools Shine On by All right. Brother Kane. All right. Nope. Piece of trash? This song was important to me. This song, And Fools Shine On, um, was... I bought the album Seeds by Brother Kane because I loved this song so much. Mm-hmm. It meant so much to you when you saw Halloween 6 when this came on in the credits at the end of the movie. Are you kidding me? How is that? No, Halloween 6 starring Paul Rudd. Oh, shit. (laughs) Halloween 6 came out what year? The Curse of Michael Myers um, came out in 1995. Oh, my God. It was revealed that Michael Myers was uh, immortal because of a druid mm. cult. <laughs> and and yeah, Halloween 6 sure. has a cult following. There's a, um, there's a director's Red. cut and there's a producer's cut. And um, there might be a small contingent that says it's so bad it's good, mm-hmm. but it's really, it's pretty boring. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched it pretty recently. I'm a, a big slasher oh, guy. Oh, I know you are. Sorry, Travis, you were going to defend some kind of no, I mean, that's basically what I, I had to say. I feel like if you start talking about Brother Kane and you say bad things, I feel I've, like I have to say, whoa, 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 hold on. But I don't really have anything to back it up. It's who who is Brother good. Kane? Uh, Brother of Abel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's just, uh, just, uh, just kind of a butt rock band from the mid-90s. And this, the, I mean, this song was... Ah, man, I loved And Foolish Shine On. I thought that was a really cool song. And it's not. It's not. It's just like a very simple, like, heavy chord that's kind of repeated. And then there's like bongos, like somebody's playing bongos over over the drums. And um, that's about it. That's the song. Number one on the mainstream chart is Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Oh, baby. We, I feel like we did not talk about that song enough. <laughs> Okay, I it's outstanding. I, I I don't I don't have anything more to add. I just want to re-highlight how f-ing awesome that song is. Mind blowing. I think "Kiss from a Rose" is the end. Fools shine on of the pop charts. Hey, <laughs> I, I think if 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 "Kiss from a Rose" was on this podcast, I think it would be my first five out of five. Whoa! Oh. Yeah, yeah. I get behind that. Awesome. I, I give it a five. That song is awesome. Honorary, okay. honorary Hall of Famer. 
honorary Hall of Fame. Um, that and Stay by Lisa Loeb, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> All right. What do you see on the uh, on the modern rock chart? Yeah, I see a I see a couple of things. Um, one is the song "Galaxy" by Blind Melon from the album Soup. Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah. At number eleven, um, "Galaxy," great single from this era. Um, really like it a lot. Yeah, I've only recently started listening to Soup by Blind Melon, and that song has so much going on. It's excellent. It's so good. Yeah. Um, there's a, um, a song, kind of a minor single. It looks like it's at 26 by a band called Rusty. It's called Wake Me. This is like a Canadian pop punk band. Rusty is a bit uh, like they put out an album called, it looks like it's called Fluke. Um, and I've, I've heard of them and I've heard them and it was pretty cool. Uh, so that might be something worth checking out. Also new to the charts this week at number 39, a song called Time Bomb by Rancid. Mm, mm-hmm. Terrific song. Really excellent I from a terrific listen. album called And Out Come the Wolves. Is, is it really? You're saying terrific all around? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I should check it. Great stuff. Yeah, the only other thing that I was going to point out, I had pointed out a Dave Matthews Band song in our last episode, but Ants Marching is at number 19. So the success of Under the Table and Dreaming, which is just a really strange mix with the music that we have been discussing. Um, uh, You know, rootsy Americana um, jam band kind of approach to things is, uh, is a curious addition to all of the Nirvana-inspired and REM-inspired music we've been listening to. So, nice! Something to keep our eyes on. <laughs> nice! <laughs> um, oh, my God. Nice! Take these chances! Yep, that's how Anne's marching goes. <laughs> Let's rate J-A-R by Green Day. I'm ready to rate it. Go. Okay. This is like the second or third best Green Day song. I give it four J-A-Rs of clay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. I'm jumping in here because I will ride that unit of measure because I did not have one. Uh, I so badly I'm giving it 4.5 J-A-R's of clay I first thought I was going to give it 4.25 and then I realized no it deserves more so much more it's almost perfect and then I realized I don't think I can rate it higher than about a girl is the only thing so I'm leveling it with about a girl 4.5 J.A.R dot uh lowercase s of clay <laughs> all right um i hate to be the downer here i i like the song but i'm just gonna give it three in honor of eric cantona i'm gonna give it three french mother <laughs> uh nirvana wannabe no 
No. No. Nah, we've covered this. Yeah. Green Day's not really a Nirvana wannabe. Okay, tell me all your thoughts on Pod is part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine and check out their sibling podcast, Best Song Ever. Email us about upcoming songs at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. Email us a question and we'll discuss it at our earliest convenience. Or send us comments, memories, corrections, and complaints. If you send comments as a voice memo, we'd love to include them at the end of the show. Listen along with our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. You can also join our Facebook group, Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. Um, I've got a couple choices here. Yeah? You know, I've found I have to be careful when we're podcasting because I have to, I want to have fun with you guys, but I also want to be lucid and clear-headed as we're recording. Mm-hmm. That's one reason why when we're podcasting, it's very hard to drink. Uh, let me let me try another one. <laughs> I've seen a bird fly and a sloth crawl, but I've never seen a frog stomp. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. We're getting closer. Uh, what's your favorite chronicle of Narnia? Um, yeah, this is this what is, is good. It? What is it? It is the silver chair. The silver chair. The silver chair is the best one. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>